Well, hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Big Black Girl, Small Kink World. Um, the candles are lit, lights are low, I just got out of the bath so you know I'm all smooth. We're about to have a great conversation about some of my more interesting kinks. Um, I was thinking about them today, about like what my next episode is going to be. And I realized that I didn't really, I haven't really gone into the things that, um, that really like get my motor going. Like I've gone over submission, but that's usually, you know, involving someone else. And these are kind of like my own personal things that I utilize to get off the things that I think about. <laughs> so I thought I'd give, you know, some examples of how you can have a healthy <laughs> obsession with some of these kinks um, that can be considered taboo and um, maybe a little out there. <laughs> um, remember, this is a no judgment zone, guys, okay? So <laughs> we're gonna have a lot of fun. But first, I was thinking I could introduce a new segment to you guys. It's gonna be called uh, Nisi's Sexy Story or something along that working title and I will um, either read a sexy story that I find online or that something that you know somebody sends to me um, in my gmail bigblackgirlsmallkinkworld.gmail.com um, or I read something that I've written because I also write erotic poetry and I do write um, some erotica also uh, or it could be a story from my personal exploits so tune in because that's bound to be super fun um so what we're going to do right now is I am going to tell you a story um so I'm gonna tell you the story of my first house party it was a sexy house party now, just to clarify, whenever you go to these events, um, you know, you don't have to participate. Obviously, people can go there and watch. Um, I've seen lots of people bring like, you know, like, uh, like spouses or girlfriends or boyfriends and they just like watch or they go hook up together. Like it's not mandatory that you get involved in the orgy or the threesome or the, you know, gangbang that's happening outside. Like you can, you can just you know, enjoy yourself and drink a little bit and just see, you know, watch other people enjoy, um, enjoy themselves. Please ignore the bell. That is my lovely cat. He is so cute, but he might get a little loud. <laughs> so, okay. So my first house party happened. I was, I, I came to the first one, I think, well, by myself, the first one I went to by myself was last year around June or July. It was like, I think it was the middle of June. And um, I'm not sure if it was themed. I can't remember. No, I don't think so. It wasn't themed. Sometimes they have like fun little Halloween themes and, you know, um, holiday themes. And uh, this one was not one of those parties, but it was super exciting. I was the first one by myself. I was meeting somebody there, Blackfire. He's just so handy. <laughs> I was meeting him there, but um, we were going to, you know, not like go together. Just, you know, have each other. Like he was going to have my back while I was there because there's you know it's it's a paid event so um some some parties are are paid like um they charge everyone or they charge men usually um 
and uh, I, this one was a party that was free for women, so I went. Um, and when I walked in, it wasn't, it hadn't really gotten started yet. I think I came like around like nine o'clock, so people were still, you know, getting acquainted, getting getting drinks together, and everything like that. Um, I wandered into the kitchen. I met a few people. Um, because of my body type, I'm I'm pretty memorable. <laughs> So, um, there are people who've, who've seen me and they like, you know, they, they know who I am and they're like talking to me and things like that. So I was ha having a couple of drinks in the kitchen before I found somebody that I was interested in enough to talk to for a little bit. And, um, yeah, things basically get started as soon as you want them to. Um, as a woman, I can pretty much set the tone, how things were going. And I was talking to somebody who was really nice. I don't remember his name. Mm, no, but he was tall. Um, he had long brown hair and he was like medium built. We were just talking in the kitchen about nothing in particular. And, you know, I, I was wearing this um, pink bralette with a black skirt and I had some like stockings on. They um, were, oh gosh, they're like garter, garter belt stockings. And I had no panties because I came to party. <laughs> and so we're talking and talking and he's just does this thing that most men do when they talk to me is that they, he's just staring at my tits, right? So I was like, did you want to, like, do you want to touch them? And he's like, oh yeah, they're just so big. I've never seen like them this size before. And I was like, oh yeah, sure. Like, you know, he's like, can I touch them? I was like, absolutely. Like, get in there, you know? So <laughs> he starts, you know, he starts, uh, what's it like? kind of like radio tuning my tits you know he's with both hands on there and he's just like rubbing around and I was having a great it was great I was like yeah this is super fun who doesn't like having their their uh, boobs rubbed on you know super fun I don't really like using the word boobs we're gonna stick with tits okay so anyway so that's happening and obviously that turns me on a little bit you know he's at, I think I think he even took one out and like started sucking on it yeah so so I'm I'm pretty pretty turned on at this point and we're in the kitchen and we're not alone which is fine but you know he seems kind of like like not like maybe like nervous but he's just like looking around a little bit so I was like oh hey let's just like let's just go outside like we're right by the the side of the house so you know we just like sort of wander outside and um he uh spent the next 10 minutes fucking my throat until he came all over my tits so that was super fun. And then he was like, he was like, are you trying to make me come? And I was like, absolutely. Like, this is why I'm here. And so he comes all over the place. And then I go back inside and let him sort of dry. Okay, so this is, this is um one of the other, like, kinks we're going to discuss. <laughs> I have a bit of a cum fetish. So, <laughs> so he, um, obviously, like, came all over my chest. And then I just sort of, like, put my bralette back on. He went back into the party and <laughs> wandered into a couple of the rooms. So the layout, and I should have said this at the beginning, my bad guys, I got a little excited. Um, the layout was basically like, um, you walk in and then there's like the living room. And by the living room, there's like to the, to the left of the living room, there's a kitchen. And then to the right, there's a hallway. And that hallway leads to like a couple of rooms and the back of the house, which is like a patio. And there was a big trampoline in the back on the lawn. And then there was like a little seating area outside as well. So it was like, you know, lots of different opportunities, um, lots of different spaces for people to hook up and do things. The rooms, I think there was three rooms and one was pretty big. I think it had like one, one bed 
but like also a couch or something like that maybe like one full-size bed and a twin size something like that um because there was like multiple people in that room and then there was like one room with one king bed in there and then there was another room um i think people were using it for like impact play which we will go over and like rope and things like that so it was like a smaller room so i wander into one of the bigger rooms and i'm just watching people just jump all over each other there were probably like six to eight people on the bed and maybe like 15 people watching like it was a pretty big party there was a lot of people there um and yeah people were in full swing so i don't know when the party started because i get i got there like i felt like kind of early like 9 30 but people were balls deep <laughs> quite literally and it was so much fun um one of my favorite moments um was i wandered outside to see how everybody was doing see how you know take a couple edibles and, and just like hang out and there was a chick getting her just like getting fucked in her ass like right there like we're just watching and it was just so exciting just to see you know people get off in that very comfortable environment <laughs> um, where you're outside and in front of strangers but it was so much fun she was having a great time and that was hot so I wandered back inside um and was uh you know trying to find my friends and see people and you know lots getting propositioned by a lot of men of course and then I there was a point my my hottest moment was when I got stopped in the hallway and um you know, a couple of men were like, can we touch your tits? And I was like, absolutely. So <laughs> there were three men, <laughs> um, one on each side and then like one kind of in, in, in front of me in the hallway. So we're block we're blocking things, you know, because I'm not a small girl. We're blocking things, but nobody cares because it's hot. So <laughs> so one man has one tit in his mouth and the other has another tit in his mouth and then the other guy is like just in the middle like just just in betwixt in the cleavage of my titties and he's just like just loving every second and so am i because it's incredibly hot um i ended up having some dicks in my hands but we didn't finish anything there wait did i make one of them come i don't even remember but i i remember like the reason why I don't remember is because I was so like there was it was so hot there was so much pleasure happening at one time because um there are two different men sucking on my nipples so like they were doing it very differently like one was sucking one way one was flicking my nipple I was in nipple sucking heaven it was fantastic um <laughs> and gosh I would love to recreate that moment <laughs> so so yeah it was super fun um I believe I, I also did have sex at that party too. Um, there was a lot of fun. I also I think that was the first time I actually like sucked two, three dicks at once. It was a great time, guys. So I will um, think about <laughs> maybe like a different segment, maybe reading a story because telling the story isn't as exciting. But oh man, <laughs> I'm just like remembering all the good stuff. It was such a hot time. <clears throat> so. Just to let you know, that's kind of the things that I'm sort of into. I do really enjoy lots of people touching me at one time. That's super hot to me. There's also, you know, all other types of, of fun kinks that I enjoy. But we're going to we're gonna go over a few of those right now. And I guess to some people, these could be fetishes. But for me, they're mostly kinks. Um, remember, fetishes are, are things that you, like, 
absolutely need to get off and then kinks are just things that you enjoy like that you can enjoy during the sex act but fetishes are things that you like need to get off like I probably a fetish for me would be oral I have a whole I have an oral fixation so I absolutely need to have a dick in my mouth if we're having sex <laughs> at some point that needs to happen so that to me is a fetish but a kink would be like like getting spanked or which is called impact play because there's lots of different types of getting beat which we will go over okay so like I said I, I have so many different types of kinks I feel like most people do have a large amount there's usually so many similar kind of kinks you know like if you like being like if you like impact play then you may be into pain and if you like pain then you you, you know you may be into like you know like needles and, and knife play and all different things like that so they're they all kind of are connected sometimes and, and for some people so um one of my very main kinks is voyeurism i can watch all of it and not do anything in fact, most of the time, if I go to those parties and I'm not somewhat like a little tipsy, like if I haven't taken a drink or two, then all I will do is watch and I'll be turned on and everything, but I, I'm a little too shy, a little too, a little too shy guys. <laughs> Unless I like know people and it's like, oh, I'll just be in this corner. I'll just, you know, quietly be in the closet. You guys continue doing what you're doing. <laughs> um, but it's very exciting for me. I absolutely love watching people just do the sexual acts there's so many of them i'm also an avid porn watcher obviously because that's what that's what those things are like kind of connected um i really enjoy watching people bring each other pleasure and orgasm like bringing to bringing people to orgasm and bringing people pleasure the looks on their faces the ways bodies move the way body moves bodies move together um it's, it's just all really erotic to me and yeah, I just I, I do love watching things. And if I didn't if I could if I couldn't do anything, I would still get the same pleasure from watching people do things. So um that's one thing I really like. I also enjoy impact play, which means guys, I like getting spanked. <laughs> if you've gone to my FetLife page and you've seen um a couple of videos, maybe one or two videos of me like getting spanked by um, people at parties <laughs> um, super fun I enjoy um, there's there's lots of different types of pain when it comes to impact play there's stingy and thuddy um, thuddy is more like um, like a blunt objects hitting you and um, uh, stingy is like sharp sharp objects so like um, a cane would be stingy uh, or it can be like a thinner cane can be stingy versus like a flogger which is more thuddy um, and I love thuddy pain. I, I do like the marks that stingy pain leaves, um, what they, they can leave because again, impact play is, is about beating, but it's also like the bruises are a part of it and like how your body looks after somebody has spent a good 30 minutes wailing on you, um, <laughs> is also a huge thing. So I really do like bruises and marks that come from my impact play. It is kind of rare because I do have a darker skin tone, so it takes a lot to bruise me. Um, I'm also, I also have a really good um, pain tolerance. So yeah, somebody could spank me for, I, I've been spanked for like 45 minutes before. I've had two men spank me at a time. Um, I, I was once on stage 
<laughs> at um, a bondage ball and um, my lovely friend Kinky Kyo, <laughs> he actually was spanking me and I believe he used like his foot and his knee like I couldn't tell because I was bent over having the time of my life but yeah he got in there and <laughs> it was super fun um so yeah there's uh lots of I mean I, I think that impact play might be my closest to I guess pain play that I'm that I have experience in I I do have an interest in like a little bit of knife play I'm not really sure if it's like something I'm really interested in because I haven't done it but it is something that, you know, in my mind can be hot. So who knows, you know. Um, but I, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure that I'm in, I'm terrified of needles. So I'm not sure if I can get into that kind of pain play. But as far as like breath play and um, rope, those can also be like leaving, like can, can be similar to impact play because they, they, they cause pain and they leave bruises. So. Um, so yeah, super fun things. I'm also into breath play. Because being choked is just, it's just special, you know? Especially if it's like, you know, while you're giving head, then it's like, just a special moment. Like, this guy could totally kill me with his cock right now. Trust. You know, that's what it builds. Builds trust. <laughs> uh, okay. So, let's see. Some other things that I'm into, one of them um, is a little bit more taboo. This is, it's called consensual non-consent. So, like I mentioned in my last um, episode, I believe, I have had experiences where um, where I have been raped. And yes, it was they were traumatic experiences. However, um, through my healing and things like that, I have been able to pull out the exciting things that I felt um, or the hot things, the things that brought me pleasure in those moments. Um, and I do sort of utilize those and enjoy those. So consensual non-consent, uh, is, is incredibly hot to me. Um, especially if I'm like being restricted or if it's like kidnap play, something like that is, is incredibly hot, mostly because it is controlled and because I know deep down inside, this is not really happening to me, but, um, the excitement of, of, you know, letting a partner know that this is what you're interested in and then like letting them run with it is really fun. Um, let's see. <laughs> Another one of my, mo my more taboo kinks that I'm interested in is incest. And man, that is a loaded one. So let me sort of break it down. <laughs> I will say this. I'm not in true, like in actually interested in any of my family members. It's not really about that. In fact, for a really long time, I would only like if I was watching porn, because again, I've never like hooked up with a family member. So this isn't something that I'm actually interested in. But um, when I'm watching porn and things like that, it is really hot to watch like the, you know, stepbrother, stepsister, you know, all that simulated stuff that's happening on Pornhub. <laughs> very, very fun and exciting for me. And it's not because they are related so much as it is because they are sort of throwing the societal bullshit to the wind because they're horny and they're like horny people living in the same house it's like it's like a weird a weird thing like even to explain but yeah it's not so much that I am interested in the family aspect in fact um <laughs> In fact, I could only watch the simulated stuff if it was white people because watching it happen with black people was too close to like what it would look like in my family. So I was just like, oh no, <laughs> must only watch it 
looking at it this way because that was the only way that it was like hot to me so yeah it really just sort of depends and I think it has more to do with the fact that these people are sort of like living you know like these adult like grown bodied people are living in this place and they are together and dealing with being attracted to each other maybe but like having to sort of save face and things like that you know and they can't do those things and and then one day it just overwhelms them and then all of a sudden they're fucking their stepson yeah so it can be really hot um um i have another kind of i would say kind of taboo kink um it's called <laughs> breeding i'm into breeding um very strange it can be yes I really 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 like it's like a very primal very primal kink it, it's just it just feels right you know I'm not sure if it's that I enjoy cream pies so much or if I enjoy the like act of like yeah because even pretending like like that I'm not on birth control and just like that kind of thing like the danger of possibly getting pregnant is also hot <laughs> um but it's also just like that primal release of like feeling somebody like come in you that is also really hot like just the all of it like the spurts the pulsing the feeling of of like cum dripping out of me and like down my thighs mm. I just made my heart warm. Okay. Um, well, that leads me into my very next fetish. Which, oh, this is actually a fetish. So, um, it's a cum fetish. I, I really, really enjoy semen. <laughs> I, I don't know where, I don't even know when this, when this started, but probably when I first started sucking dick. That's probably when. I was, um, what, 14? I had a boyfriend. And though, to me, it was my, my first boyfriend, and, and though his penis wasn't that exciting, like, none of the sex we had was that exciting, I did find that I really, really enjoyed, like, having his penis in my mouth and, like, swallowing his cum. Like, that was super fun. Like, not just the taste of it, but just, like, the feel of it, like, the texture, and then feeling it, like, if it got on my skin or whatever I was like oh this is really hot like I would rub it in and I was like oh no maybe I, maybe this is a thing and it was if it is it's still a thing um yeah I will I am very into cum I will take that I'll take it anywhere really and yeah I've definitely rubbed it in yeah super exciting you know what there are a lot of benefits too because apparently cum is just straight up protein so you can put that stuff on your face and it's just like Maybe it'll clear up your skin. Maybe that's what you're missing in your skin routine. Just like a face full of cum. You know what I mean? So, you know, just just get in there. Start trying it. Have people come on your face. It's great. Um, or on your tits. Or on your, you know, cleverly placed back, lower back tattoo. Also a good place. Also inside of you. But like only if it's safe. You know, like be safe. Like have safe sex, guys. Be super safe. But also, you know, get to a point where you have a partner that you can come in or on or with, like, like, like with, like inside of and whatnot, because that is fun. And you gotta, you gotta get in there. You gotta give that a try. Um, I'm also a really big exhibitionist. Like this is something I've already sort of discussed a little bit and it has taken me a lot to sort of get to this place where I'm super duper comfortable with the exhibitionism that I do like that I do um 
exhibit. But yeah, it's 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 really fun. I, I enjoy taking pictures of my body and showing people showing off. I do I do cam I do things on cam. Not exactly cam shows, but I have cams privately with people. I enjoy being watched and using toys and doing all kinds of fun things. So yeah, exhibitionism is another really exciting kink of mine. Um, I also enjoy outdoor anything. <laughs> um, I will probably do most things outdoors. It, it would just, I, I like the cold air. I like the rush of like almost getting caught. I like all of that excitement. Um, I'm also really into group play. I like threesomes, foursomes, moresomes. Like I'm just, listen, okay, at one of these parties, I got spit roasted guys and it was magical let me tell you okay so if you've never been penetrated um I don't know what to tell you like you should be <laughs> and it's it was like being penetrated is already so great for me like that's most of my like I don't think I can have a successful like fully successful and and um like a fully successful and like orgasmic experience if I haven't been penetrated at least by fingers. So like to be penetrated by like two really nice dicks at one time, like one in my pussy and one in my mouth. Oh, it was so good. It was glorious. I had, oh man. And there was a point where those guys, cause they were like really comfortable with each other. Cause we're at a party. So they, you know, they like made eye contact and like caught the rhythm and I was just, oh man, I was, I was in heaven. Like they, they could have very easily put me over a spit and I wouldn't have noticed because I was just, I was having the time of my life. Um, yeah, that was, that was super hot. Mm. So yeah, group fun is definitely something that like, I wasn't really sure I was into it until I was in those moments where I was involved in group activities. Um, I think my first group activity was a threesome. And I did enjoy the all the hands and all the extra nipples and <laughs> it's just a really exciting time. And so um, once I did it once or twice with just a couple people, a couple friends of mine, then like going to the parties and having like multiple men touch me at once, um, multiple people grabbing me, you know, not really knowing whose fingers or hands are where or, or you know, yeah, like not really knowing who's in, who's who's fucking me. Obviously, at these parties, condom usage is mandatory, um, unless you know you're dealing with somebody that you've had that consensual conversation with. But in these instances, I am using condoms. Like everything is safe, so no worries. But oh man, so much fun. Um, whew, yeah. Oh, I am also very very into glory holes, and I have actually been trying to set a. A regular glory hole up unfortunately thanks to the Rona um, it's messing me up real solid but oh goodness just so much fun um, because of my oral fixation fetish that I love putting things in my mouth and a glory hole just seems like right up my alley <laughs> mm, puns <laughs> so yeah so yeah lots of really fun exciting fetishes and I think the best part about like exploring the side of yourself is you really get to know what you actually need in your sex life and what you're just sort of kind of interested in what's casual like I absolutely need to suck dick if you don't let me suck your dick we're not gonna work in any sense but I don't really need to be tied up I like being tied up I enjoy having like it's a really good time but if a guy doesn't know how to tie me up then 
you know, that's not a deal breaker for me. Um, if a guy won't let me watch him masturbate, that might be a deal breaker though, you know? So, so yeah, it's important. I've learned so much about myself in these last two to three years, basically because I was on FetLife and I was researching things I might be interested in and, you know, sort of looking more into, you know, different things that I could try and then, you know, just giving in to the excitement of trying new things and, and, and not really judging myself for what I like and why. And I feel like that's important, guys. Like, get in there. Have some fun. Like, learn about yourself and, and, and let those things, you know, dictate your fun every once in a while. It's okay to be a little kinky or super kinky. And uh, it's okay to let that, to explore that a little in real life, you know? Like, these things are fantasies. All of these things started out as fantasies for me. And then eventually I just learned, you know, once I tried them, that these were things that I needed or, or you know, didn't need or enjoyed, but could sort of walk away from, you know? Um, but yeah, and I feel like such a better person because I was able to learn about myself this way. Like, I feel like I am now who I am really supposed to be and I'm just I just keep growing and learning and changing and that's great um yeah so I I I hope you guys join me on on your own personal journeys and I hope you you know look at your porn a little differently and learn like look at it and be like why why do I enjoy this and then what kinds of things like how can I translate this into real life you know what do I really want to try like a lot of people say they want to try gangbangs they want to try group sex but Maybe they're just interested in watching. Maybe they're not so, you know, maybe they're they're not exactly into that, you know? So, but, but the whole point is to give it a shot. Look at it because we all deserve to come exactly the way we want, right? So, you know, give yourself the opportunity to come the way you do in your dreams. Well, guys, that's it for me. <laughs> this quick little, quick little fun episode. Um, please definitely go to my Facebook, go to my Instagram, go to my... Uh, Tumblr, Big Black Girls, Small Kink World, um, on all of those, um, and then of course, email me if you want us if you want a specific topic to be mentioned. If you want me to talk about, um, if you want me to read one of your stories, if you want me to read an erotica that you wrote, if you're proud of your erotic poem, whatever it is, you want me to read it. We have a whole segment. If you want to send me ideas for the name of that segment please god that'd be so helpful i'm apparently terrible at making up segment names <laughs> so please give me a shout um and let me know you're listening i appreciate all of you guys um stopping by and um yeah thanks again big black girl small kink world nisi out hey guys welcome back to another episode of big black girl small kink world i'm back again with my best friend lou and we're here to talk about a topic that's very close to our hearts and souls <laughs> we're going to talk about fatness and femininity today it's still going to be sexy guys so like stay tuned because we're cuddled on this bed are we wearing clothes are we i don't know we'll never know either and maybe we're piled on top of each other. Just Does like, it ever matter if we're wearing clothes? Like, I just feel like everyone imagines me naked during this podcast anyway. I'm essentially as naked as possible at all times. That's usually yeah. how my That's style true. go. You did answer the door in a bra and panties today. I did. <laughs> yeah. I did. It was really good. It was yeah. impressive. It like, mean, it, 
it was your birthday very recently. Oh, and that seemed appropriate. It was my birthday. Happy birthday. Oh, my God, thank you. Beautiful I am girl. A, a cancer baby. And I just... I love the moon and um, cuddling and snacks. So yeah. we're just we're right up there wow. in the cancer love. What a hot combo. I know, right? Yeah. So I want to just dive in because it says it's a big topic um lou and i both have we're both bigger ladies okay i'm a large we're hot fat babes (laughs) we're hot we're hot fat babies babes we're not babies i mean sometimes we are i mean sometimes i am sometimes yes lou is a little no i actually just meant like baby as like 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 you get called a baby? baby Or, like, you get called, like, a baby girl? Like, I guess. But I mean baby is, like, just the energy. Oh, yeah. Okay. being baby. I I like that. It is a sexy baby. It's adjacent to little, except that I just don't. I don't do that. (laughs) Yeah. But um, baby is just, like, you're baby. You're cute. Yeah, you're cutie. You're cute. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm a like I'm a cute fat babe. So You're works for me. A babe. Thank you. I you are also a babe. Thank you. Like I, I would pick you out of a babe lineup and be like that babe. I think Yeah. Yeah. I think us in a lineup like, Sorry, oh, I just got distracted with that visual. <laughs> it's a good visual. Like I got distracted with somebody like picking. like a in a hot consensually objectifying way, like kind of like picking us. Yeah. Out of like a list, out of like a line of girls and like being like, I want these two. I, I mean, love just, objectification. I just like, <laughs> we've been talking about future slutty projects and yeah. it's on my mind. So I'm very interested in that idea. We will talk about, we'll figure, we'll play That's with that. future endeavor. We're going to write that. Okay. But um, yeah, so we're going to talk about femininity and how we have experienced it or gotten into it or figured it out the social construct of it as fat women mm-hmm. and it's been gosh it's been a journey so um so i guess i'll start with some questions and stuff we'll see how lou responds oh yeah um <laughs> so lou you and i have have agreed that that femininity is a social construct yes so at what point in your life did you feel feminine did you feel like i'm a woman and Mm, I've got power. Um, probably around like 18. Yeah. 17, 18, 19. That was the actively, that was, that was the coming of my power, kind the of. coming of your I mean, <laughs> <laughs> kind of. You talk in such a sexy way. Like, Ooh. that's <laughs> when all my power pepper. came. That's when it came all over me. And it tripped down my neck. Um, to my bosom. I'm sorry. Okay, I just got like really carried away. Um, yeah, I would say, was it because like I, I, my experience of being feminine is tied to my fatness in a way that I have never not been a fat girl. Mm-hmm. I was um, socialized to be a girl because I have certain parts and like they they decide and that like matches what I feel I identify as like a girl I use she her pronouns yeah um I present femininely most of the time like almost all the time Mm. and 
that has just changed as I've gotten older. And like when I was 18 or 19 and I was starting to recognize that, um, it was, oh, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I'm sorry. Babe. It's okay. No, it's fine. I'll, I'll jump in. Um, I, I would say similarly, like I am a, a woman who presents as a woman. My, like my gender is, out like I have the the in her with your... yeah in agreement with how I present and everything and I am a very curvy woman so my body developed very early so yeah. even though I was a fat girl I've always been a fat girl I feel like that's also a thing that we've had in common like people who become fat later in life are are <laughs> dealing with different things than people yeah. who have been fat and yeah. learned and raised being socialized as a fat girl is, just is a very so different experience. yeah and I I do agree like. So I don't know. I don't know if I remember. I probably have told you, you listeners, um, but because of my mom is a very feminine woman. I I saw femininity in her mm-hmm. all the time. She played mm-hmm. all of those roles. She was like, she was uh, kind and open and like charming. Mm-hmm. But when she was, you know, she had to say something serious, she would downplay it and make it dumb. So it was like, Mm. Oh, you know, she would ask men for things. She'd be like, oh, I don't know how to do it. You know, she would just play all into those feminine, you know, those feminine spaces. And I saw that from her. And she was also gorgeous, tall, lanky, you know, and I'm definitely not in short, <laughs> stubby, <laughs> big everywhere. And, you know, it was very clear that I was not the kind of or wasn't ever going to be the kind of woman that she was. And she also said that often. <laughs> and it definitely... It got in there, and so I, I was a very tomboyish. I felt like I couldn't really trust girls and yeah. women because it was like I, I didn't relate, and I don't know how they could have related to me as skinny girls and women. What? You got it back? Wait, no. <laughs> no, I... Oh. Okay, so Lou, we're talking about femininity and um, you know what it means to each of us as fat women. Who have been raised as hot fat women. Well, uh-huh. raised as fat women. We were raised <laughs> as hot fat women. I love that. We've been hot fat women, <laughs> but we were raised different. <laughs> but um, yeah, what does um femininity what is it? How how do you relate to that? I relate to femininity as um as like a girl, as a woman, as a person that was assigned female and that matches so far how I felt about myself as how I perform gender um but I view I view femininity as as um and these are not my original thoughts but like femininity and masculinity is just part of a general performance of gender that we're all kind of taking part in and the idea that it's a social construct is kind of like it's calling to the fact that it's it's not a hard thing. It's a thing that we're defining as we go, as we move through the world, as we interact with one another. We're, we're defining what's a girl and what's a boy. And we're defining what's feminine and what's masculine all the time for ourselves. Um, and to a certain extent, to varying degrees, that is put upon us. Yeah. Um, And I think as fat girls, we have an interesting socialization process as as girls, as fat girls. Mm -hmm. 
our relationship to femininity is inherently different because we represent a, you know, to put it, you know, sternly, a failed version of femininity mm-hmm. um, in our size and in the fact that we are not tiny and delicate and breakable and, you know, these things that a, a woman or a girl is supposed to be. Um, as a fat girl, like, I was, I was just different than the girls around me. And my relationship to femininity formed within that. Mm-hmm. Um, as a sort of, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna always do this a little different. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna always have to try a little harder to, to be seen like them. Yeah. And that's where feminine performance within fat women comes in, fat women and femmes in general, like, mm-hmm. we're expected to perform a higher, a higher performance of femininity, nails, makeup, hair, fashion, all of it. Clothes on top, you know. Yeah. Yeah. To be treated with the same respect as a thin woman wearing, no offense, like, raggedy and dumb yeah. fuck clothes looking yeah. like a piece of shit. Like, no offense. No. Offense. <laughs> but... You can walk down the, you know, you can, a thin girl can walk down the street in sweats and a t-shirt, you know, like we said, we were talking about and be regarded as hot, as hot. Yeah. And I'm not allowed to do that. I'm not allowed to walk down the street in and sweats not, and a t-shirt. You didn't try hard enough. Yeah. <laughs> I have to look a certain way. I have to, to be, to be, I don't have to, but I have to, to be treated with the same degree of respect. Yeah. Right. Because for some reason, the respect is only offered if you look fuckable. Like if you look like attractive. And I have to be really trying to be fuckable and it has to be really obvious that I want to be fucked. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking it's the same thing with like a skinny woman eating a shit ton of food. Yeah. Like there's all these YouTube videos of like all those thin I women. Want girls who can eat. Yeah. Babe, you do not. You absolutely Babe, don't. You do not. Because <laughs> I can eat. Okay? Like we all eat. We, we all, all eat. know that we all eat. What yeah. you want is a tiny, frail little bird eating a burger. Yeah, and that she doesn't finish. Yeah. <laughs> but like that she. You ordered. don't want a fat girl. Exactly. Like. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, you don't want a girl who can eat that kind of food. Like, I mean, not this, I mean, unless she works out a shit ton, which is doable and whatever, but women, people who eat like that usually got a little bit around the middle, which I'm fine with, but others are not. (laughs) So, it's just. You can look like whatever the fuck and eat whatever the fuck. It should be. all know that it has no correlation. So, it's like. Yeah. Why are we still (laughs) saying I like a girl who can eat? If that's not, yeah, it's it's like well we, we you eat. want Megan Fox with barbecue sauce dripping down her tits. Yeah, you don't want that's like, actually a fat girl for pizza. I mean, I want that. I would just lick that, the but... hell out of Megan Fox's <laughs> barbecue tits. Like I'd be like, yeah, she was. That was an important time in my life right Carl's Jr. wasn't Fox isn't she just it was Carl's Jr. it was always Carl's Jr. because that was like their thing their thing was like hot chicks biting into like huge burgers yeah (laughs) this is the fatness and femininity discussion that we need to have yeah (laughs) oh man um because that's the thing that's that's literally the thing Megan Fox 
as champion of a fast food restaurant, do you think you could get a fat, a hot fat girl to be spokesman yeah. of a fast food restaurant? No chance in hell. She None. has to look like she doesn't eat the food. Yeah. She has to look like she, you know, it, and Megan it's, Fox it's doesn't, so fucked. And Megan Fox does not eat at Carl's Jr. No. So that's the other thing is they're not even like really representing the people who eat there. Like she eats salads Put or a fat chicken. Girl on a, on a <laughs> billboard of a burger and you would get calls to the mayor like <laughs> like i'm offended <laughs> agree yeah it's a mess i i feel very similarly about like again being raised as a fat girl and not fitting in because that's what where does femininity have a space for me it, yeah. it didn't didn't have one um i learned early on that i was fat due to my mom who we've all learned is narcissistic on this part on this podcast and had a lot to do with my my insecurities and everything but she was a huge factor in in just the fact that she was ultra feminine Mm -hmm. and was also a bigger girl in her life and lost a lot of weight Mm -hmm. and from there oh shit yeah became the worst well, she wasn't. She was only a size twelve, but you know, twelve is big enough for when she was, when she was growing up. Any so. previously fat person, I'm sorry, yeah. I don't trust. And she, um, not not totally. She was obviously super, super uh, damaging. But yeah. I mean, if you were to look at her, if you were to meet her, just out and about, you would think, oh my god, what an ultra really, you know, just a beautiful woman. She's and successfully performing, successfully femininity. doing the femininity, yeah. and you know, with the outfits and the attitude. So, Any deviation is absolutely right. not okay to her. Exactly. And me being fat. So you existing as a fat girl is not okay to her. Absolutely not. And it was something I never heard the, I never heard the end of. And yeah. it wasn't until I actually lost like 80 pounds before she like, you know, started taking me shopping for clothes and like gave a shit about the fact that I was wearing like the wrong bra for about eight years. The worst. It was just the worst. Um, But yeah, just that kind of, of attitude like yes you know femininity is definitely created by a lot of different things if you you know want to dive into it femininity is a construct and it is constructed by a lot of different people yeah a lot of different systems and institutions that are way bigger than your mom that are that are way bigger than my mom (laughs) yeah i feel like (laughs) i hard to get out from under yeah i feel like i first felt feminine when I thought, like, when somebody was attracted to me. Mm-hmm. But, it, but I mean, at a time when I understood what that was. <laughs> so I was a little bit, I'll say, like, I think I started getting noticed by men at 8, o'clo- uh, eight o'clock. Wow, at 8 years old. Um, and that's because I was very, like, coming into my body at a very young age. But I wasn't, I didn't really understand what any of that was until I was, like, 12, 13, 14. And I think... I still, like, it still wasn't something that I thought was positive. Like, the way men were yelling at me or talking to me, the the attention I was getting from boys was still, like, really bad. So I still didn't feel like the other girls, like, even though I had friends that were girls, we weren't very close, and I couldn't talk to them about my things. Mm-hmm. Couldn't go shopping together, which was a huge thing in high school and middle school. Yeah. Like, you know, couldn't develop those bonds because who can relate to the things that I'm going through? as a fat woman like a fat girl like getting called horrible names getting bullied by boys like boys would like catch they would like chase me and then like catch me in a circle and just like hurl insults at me and it was like how can i talk to my super pretty friend who's getting you know 
getting asked out to dances and stuff about this and it was just a lot so I guess my femininity didn't really clock in until I was like 18 or 19 and I decided to start trying to be feminine I guess Mm -hmm. like I had moved out I was buying my own clothes I was trying to be more than wearing sweatpants and stuff just trying and I think that's where for me I started to realize like okay maybe I am like maybe I have this power that I didn't think I had before so it just but it definitely took just it took like what I feel like are the silliest things to make me feel like I was a woman and able to dress myself without anybody looking at me helps was a huge part of it huge part huge part for me yeah it was it was being able to put on a slut outfit with confidence and feel and and actually feel hot in it yes it was also the things that were accessible like I feel like femininity for me also wasn't accessible because there weren't stores that made things up to my size we can talk about that some more yeah let's do that Um, (laughs) let me put my water bottle down Santa Cruz has very little options for fat clothing right and the only option was forever 21 and they just Removed their plus size department from their store. They had, they had a plus size department. It had already been incorporated into the store, and Mm -hmm. it was large and thriving. And every time I was in there, other fat girls were in there with me shopping Mm -hmm. because we don't have a fucking other option other than Target in this town. Mm -hmm. Because we can talk about how fast fashion is trash, and it is. I don't disagree, but a girl's got to fucking shop. Yeah, and. Now I can't even go there. Yeah. Now and you've been cut off. So, yeah, it's a thing that you can't shop with your girlfriends when you're a teenager. And it's a thing that you can't go into stores and try clothes on. It's a thing that you can't experience that ver- that side of femininity that yeah. is all about that consumerist, you know, side of femininity that's all about being able to be welcome in a physical space uh, yeah. and dress yourself yeah. and do those things. A lot of us didn't get to do that until we were older and had access to different resources. Those weren't things that were accessible to us as exactly. young girls. Yeah, it's so we don't get to play with that until we're older. Until we're older. And, and the dolls, then, we don't have dolls that look like us. We yeah. don't have So like my sense of style, I didn't really come into that until I want to say 5 or 6 years ago, like mm-hmm. because that's when clothes started to come out in my size that were mm-hmm. cute <laughs> that weren't super duper expensive that I could fuck with. Like it was it's been such a weird journey. Like, I, I remember, I don't know if you remember hearing about Baby Doll Couture, but it's like this, mm-hmm. it was like this hairstylist oh. a woman yeah, who, okay, sorry. I was like, baby fat. Oh, no, different. Um, but Different this, and disappointing. So disappointing. But um, this, this lady, I think she runs a, it was like a plus size salon mm-hmm. because she went to a salon to get her hair done once and she sat in the chair and it broke. Mm. And it was just, I mean, was she, is she super like large? Absolutely. But it still doesn't, change the fact that we should be able to go places and get our hair done and like get our nails done like get to if femininity is something that we are performing then getting your hair and nail do, nails done is like you're telling me I'm not welcome here right and it's it's also like I feel like it's part of the the like if femininity is a job that we're doing because yeah. we're performing it then like that is a like part of the job yeah. is to go and get your nails done and go to get your hair done and like absolutely be in those spaces and and so she created her own plus size salon so that she could feel comfortable and other bigger women can feel comfortable too and of course it's booming because all fat women have these experiences where people 
look at you fucked up because you come in a salon and you're fat. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm fat. Like, I have hair. How dare you be fat and, have and exist? Hair. <laughs> exactly. Or get your nails done. How dare you? Like, bitch. That's the other thing. Is like, <laughs> I've absolutely been in nail salons and been the only fat girl and absolutely felt some weird shit. Yeah. And it's like I'm here. Getting my acrylics so that I can be treated, not so that, I mean, I got them so I could feel <laughs> hot. Because you like them, yeah. And just, they're so fucking sexy. Agreed. But um, when I was getting them done regularly, I was often the only fat girl in there, and it was something I missed. I wish, I, you know, like, I'm trying harder than all you motherfuckers, and I also feel hotter than all of you motherfuckers. And it's a lot to try. Like it's we were mentioning lot. before that it's a very, it's, it, you're supposed to be as a feminine, as a f- person who's performing femininity, you are soft and delicate and yeah. your nails are perfect and you look like you don't do anything mm-hmm. other than be gorgeous. Like you just, you just exist and you're glowing and somehow you're tan, but you're not like burnt, but you're also not like too dark, but you're not like, you know, there's like all these different mediums you have to play within. I remember working um, at the Home Depot as a supervisor and I was being told that I looked too intimidating because I didn't smile enough. And I'm a big black woman, so I guess I'm super intimidating if I don't mm. smile all the time. So like one of my one of the people in my life who became a friend when they first met me, and this was probably a red flag, but when they first met me, they told me that because I was so cheery and jolly all the time and I just talked like this because I didn't want to intimidate anyone. <laughs> they smiling all the time for no reason. Like she was like she thought that I wasn't like I didn't know that I was a black person and that I was like just super weird and fake because all I did was like smile all the time and like try not to be you know, have all these really nice conversations. And she was like, what the fuck? And I was like, yeah, this is how, because I'm fat and because I'm black and because people find that inherently intimidating, I had to overperform being super feminine. So I wore bright colors all the time. The most approachable. Yes, as I tried my hardest to be super cute and cheery. And, you know, I only put blush on my cheeks. Like, it was just like... I did all of this so that I could, because I worked in a male-dominated field with a lot of men in the in the mm-hmm. space all the time. I just was trying to be feminine enough to where they would respect me enough because at least they were thinking about possibly fucking me. So they were nice. <laughs> I was looking for nice. That's yeah. what I was looking for. It was just, I just wish people could respect women without considering whether or not they're attractive. Yeah. And we see that and all the time. that's the thing. That's the thing is, is in the fucking disgusting culture that we live in um women who aren't deemed fuckable are not worthy of our respect and it doesn't matter what it's why we don't respect old people it's why we don't respect fucking disabled people like Mm -hmm. it's it's why we don't give respect to people that we don't find attractive yeah um how many fucking men are self-proclaimed feminists but treat the fat old woman that they encounter at the grocery store like shit. Yeah. You have to be down for her too. Yeah. If you're going to be down for all of, you know, she's a part of it. Yeah. And fat women are so rarely seen as a part of it. um, Yeah. Unless we're, you know, being actively fetishized and, you know, and right. people want to fuck us, which, of course, those people are down for fat rights as long as they're getting their dicks wet. Yeah. And... Because and then, and then the thing is, is that there aren't... 
it's a specific type of fat girl too. There's a fat. There's 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 Ashley Grahams of the fat girl world where that she's bitch. thick. Oh, I know, girl. We don't. We're not gonna get. Cause listen, <sighs> Ashley Graham. Episode. She's a traitor. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start That's there. That's another episode. Finish there. She's the worst. Yeah. But she but she has that shape of like I'm thick, but like I have no belly. My arms are cute. So then that's an acceptable fat girl. Mm-hmm. So somebody's like, oh, she's fat. I love fat girls. Da, da, da. It's like, no. We just had a fat girl on the cover of Sports Illustrated. No, we did not. No, you didn't. No, we did not. Incorrect. <laughs> you know? Because, I'll tell you when we have. Right? Because there's, there's fat women with bellies. Like, I have a belly. So like for me, especially with like photos and stuff. I used to be one of those people that was like, well, I'm just going to take a picture of this neck down because I was really ashamed of the rest of my body. Mm-hmm. Just in general, you know, it was just like, I knew it wasn't what people were looking for. So it was really difficult for me to be honest about it. That really did stop. <laughs> and, and at some point, I think it stopped. And I probably have talked about it on this podcast already. But I was dealing, I was talking to this man and I hooked up with him or I at least attempted to, but he was like, I've never been with a woman this big and like he didn't want to go anywhere past my belly. And I was like, well, that is the first and last time I will ever deal with that shit. Because then it was like traumatizing as fuck. Right. And it's also just like we're in this right now. You you saw me when you opened like when I opened the door. You know what I mean? Like it. But all that, all that. I don't look that different. It's not that bad. (laughs) Like, it's really not that huge of a deal. But either way, it's like it's it's just it's just I'm also a person mm-hmm. you know I may have a belly sure but I am also a person and I'm attractive bellies are fucking cute as and fuck. they are adorable I have learned do I still have issues with my belly yes but I have learned to like love it like I love I love it I touch, I touch it my belly like I cuddle every it day. this is super weird guys I'm so sorry but like I definitely touch it and I hold it and yeah, I'm just like you know and it's it's very strange to me because it was something I avoided like yeah. I it's not something I could tell anyone else who would understand you would understand because it's something that you grow to hate it's like that part of you that you're like oh, fuck I just want to get rid of this belly then yeah. you look at the world and they're telling you about how you need to lose your belly fat and you're like this is something you could do 15 minutes a day for a month and you lose your belly fat it's like it's like everybody's telling you this one part of your body is like a cancer so obviously that's what i thought for a really long time and then i just started to just stop i just i got so tired of hating myself i got so tired of hating like the way that i felt about myself and my body Mm -hmm. so I started looking at myself in the mirror I started turning sideways and like looking at all the possible things another huge thing I did is I started taking pictures of my body okay yes yeah because that's a huge thing just like all angles like I stopped being scared I was like you know it's just me I'm the only one looking at it let me see you know and that's like the work I had to do to be comfortable with myself so like yeah I can't imagine like a skinny woman and I getting, you know, having that kind of conversation and it being relatable. There's And so it's just not the same. Like, and I do believe that most women have issues with their body because that's the world we live in. Yeah. But God, fat women, we get... You have no idea. We get (laughs) hostile treatment. I have gotten... I have had dudes try to fight me before because I'm a bigger woman. Like... My sister is 5'3 and skinny and cute and well she's got a big ass booty. We'll just we'll just say that. But she's super tiny, very ultra feminine. And she will get in somebody's face and yell and scream and they'll never even try to lift a hand. But let me get up in somebody's face, in a dude's face, and already because I'm a big girl, he doesn't find me attractive. He's he puts his arms up. Like I've been in a situation where I've had to step in between yeah. her and a threat and yeah. it was like a different 
situation because she's tiny and feminine and I'm big and masculine. You know, just like, and I'm not masculine. Literally, as you said that, I was like, if you could see the laugh. Right? It's trying to burst out. Like, I am the, I am ultra feminine, but it took me. But even that, like, mass, like, masculine fat women. Yeah have a totally different experience totally that I will never different. understand. The ones, especially, like, people who are, like, probably dress more butch or, like, don't consider themselves femme, so they just, like, dress in, like, baggy clothing. I can't even imagine what they go through. Because... Okay, I just saw a picture on the internet of these two fat women in, you know, baggy... You posted, yes. Yeah, baggy khaki shorts and baggy t-shirts, high, you know, high-waisted, like, jeans, belt. mom shorts. Mom yeah. shorts. They were, like, taking they their kids to the zoo. They were so cute. Yes. And I, Adorable. And... And that was my honest-to-God reaction when I saw the picture and then I read the text and it it spoke about how the women were, you know, getting made fun of on this other page. Mm-hmm. But that the outfit that they were wearing, they were both wearing, was no different than what, you know, a Kendall Jenner would wear walking down the street. Like, mm-hmm. high-waisted shorts, um, you know, kind of baggy shorts and a, and a T-shirt yeah. tucked into it. And it's like... They were absolutely not deviating from anything just in what they were wearing, but um, we're, you know, we're crucified because of it. Crucified. And it's like, yeah. the only thing they're doing different is being fat. Is existing and being fat. There was also a video or I think some type of picture or something on Instagram or something that went around. It was a black fat woman and she was like at a stoplight in a bright ass yellow, cute little like romper outfit don't know if it was a dress or an outfit because it wasn't like a dress or a romper or pants but it was like a whole thing and I was like girl yes <laughs> the yellow was popping I was like okay but like the meme or the joke was that just that she was fat and waiting for this light to change at, and waiting to cross the crosswalk and like she found it and posted it on her shit and she was like I don't understand why I'm getting like why I'm getting filmed and made fun of for walking down the street in clothing mm-hmm. like what is the difference between me being a human person and you being a human person? Like, would yeah. you appreciate if somebody, you know, saw you picking your nose or whatever the fuck you're doing in your car and put that shit online and started making fun of you for being you? Like, for having a big nose or for your ears being too big? Like, what the fuck? Like, it's just a thing. It's a body. It's a human. And that's one thing I hate about the digital age is, like, now people will pull out their cameras and just, like you know, make jokes right there. And it's like, okay. I mean, I, I used to fear it. That was one of the things I was really nervous about. Pull stuff out and make jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like I was really nervous about like being like fat and falling and like ending up on the internet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and I was just like, man, that'll definitely, that'll hundred percent be me. And it was a joke. Now I don't give a fuck because I'll just, I'll just sue or make money or end up on Ellen. Like, like it'll just, I'll just turn that shit around. It'll be fine. Ellen. You're right. But she gives money to people. So you there's deserve that. her money. Right. I don't doubt that for a second. But I mean, would I ever go? Who knows? But I'm just saying, like, I would turn that shit around. Like, you, you're you not going to, you know, I'm not going to find, I'm not going to go viral on the internet and I'll be like, yeah, that's me. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> like, I'm also, this is the outfit I wore on Instagram. Like, <laughs> just follow me, I guess. So it's just like this whole, this whole attitude where if you're not attractive, then you don't deserve respect. You don't deserve privacy. You don't deserve 
you know, even like people on the journey to lose weight, like whether or not they're, they're whatever, like I've, that's I've the been, other thing is like a fat person, a fat woman is only okay if she's not okay with being fat. Oh yeah. And she has to be trying to not be fat for and, her to be okay. Yes. And even if she is trying, you can still ridicule her. Of course. Because she's still trying. Yeah. And it's like, she's not going fast enough. But like a fat person that's like okay with being fat. Yeah. No, fuck them. Absolutely not allowed. How dare they? Yeah. They're like, oh, but you're glorifying obesity. And it's like how I'm literally just living. I don't have children, so, so I'm not teaching them. So you think it's a glory to be me as well? <laughs> like, oh, so, yeah, right? Like, so you, you're mad that you can't eat all the things and just, like, not worry, I guess? I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know what... Like, thin people aren't also doing that. Yeah. Like, they do all those things. They eat, they also eat Hot Cheetos for breakfast and, like, drink nothing but tequila. Like, whatever it is a fat person does, skinny people do it too. And that's, I don't know. I just feel like... That's a huge issue for me is like, we're not doing anything different. I'm just trying to live my life. And you don't have to deal with me if you don't like it. But I've, I've been jogging down the street before and people have hurled comments at me. I, and and it, I wouldn't, I'm not the only fat woman that has been trying to lose weight or tried at a point and people were ridiculing her for existing in a gym. Oh, yeah. Like, you know. The amount of shame that fat people get in gyms is astronomical. Insane. It's like, what do you want from us? Right? can't do anything right <laughs> don't want to I've, I've gotten weird looks and comments when i was eating a salad at a place like i'm not supposed to eat a salad but like god forbid i'm eating anything else like all kinds of horrible things have gone on and it's just i just feel like at some point it's almost like we can't exist and, and be fat but i, I decided that's, that's the root of it yeah but i decided you know like to fuck that and i decided to be flashy as hell yeah the other day i wore so, yeah, oh, I want to hear about your flashy as hell. I want to hear about like the process in which you decided to start being, being flashy. flashy. So I started out camming when I was like 19. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, got into the Yahoo chats when I was like 12. So I was like wow. really into the chat game. Mm -hmm. So when I, when I, I got onto Reddit. Omegle or whatever. Omegle. Oh yeah, I did Omegle. Omegla. <laughs> I don't know how you say it. But yeah, I've done that before. But I was mostly like in chat rooms and like trying to like talk to people and getting to know people that way and that was fun but one of the things i did was when cam chat like when cams started to be a thing i started to be really into that i got i was all over it i mean it wasn't exactly like my whole body but i was definitely getting comfortable with being sexual in front of other people in a way that was safe but also dealing with people who were attracted to me and which was i mean i did have a boyfriend in high school but it was very clear that he wasn't attracted. Like, he was into somebody else, and I was kind of, like, just there. Yeah. You know, but when you're raised as a fat girl, yeah. <laughs> you're raised to think that any attention is good attention. So, you know, we dealt with that. And, um, yeah, but when I when I started to cam, I, I started to realize that, like, other people, like, people I would have never considered would find me attractive. And I started to feel like, oh, maybe, okay, maybe I can... Maybe I can access things and do things that other girls do. Like, other girls would come into cam and they would do things and they would, like, get all this attention. And then, like, I would, you know, cam up and people would talk to me and I'd be like, this is crazy. I didn't think I was attractive. Mm -hmm. I, my mother told me for years that I, wasn't, that I was ugly and basically useless. So it was a lot. I, I think there's something to the fact that I also relate to, the like, my... Being sexualized by men was a part of my yeah, process sure. and leaning into my femininity and leaning into wearing certain things. It was because um, 
men were telling me that, that was hot. Hot. Yeah. And to a degree, I hate that. Right. Um, it got me where I am, and now I can effectively say now fuck you can. men. But yeah, I didn't do those things for myself until it was specifically told to me that that was desirable and sexy. And then it was like, oh, oh, there's power in this. Right. Um, I can do this and be treated differently. Right. And so I'm going to. And that's that's different Mm -hmm. than a girl who has always had anybody be into her that she wants. Yeah. And develops her femininity and develops her sense of, like, self-empowerment, you know, Through on that. her own. <laughs> yeah. Um, not, you know, like, yeah. Everybody's well, got their shit and everybody does. Right. I do want to, I do want to touch on that point because I know before we were talking about how, like, when you're in high school, like, bonding and things like that as, as women, as females, as girls, a lot of it involves, you know, not just self-deprecation, because that's a huge part of it, but it's also shopping and, like, finding things and, like, trying things on together, like, finding your style, all that stuff. I was so into accessories. That makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) I love this purse. I really want to just shop for jewelry today, you guys. Yeah. That's all I want. I just wanted these eyeglasses that are on this rack. It's, it's exhausting. It was so much, but I also, I, I remember, like, thinking, because a lot of these shows that come out for, like, young adults or teens are so focused on the 17-year-old girl and all the power she has mm-hmm. as a 17-year-old girl who's on the cusp of, like, becoming a woman and, like, super important because her sexuality is budding. <laughs> it's like, man, when I was 17, my sexuality and my stuff like nobody was looking at me like that nobody was thinking like oh man she's got all this power because she's a young girl it was like you know it's only if you're super attractive it's only if you you know are attractive and understand your sexuality even a little bit that you have all this power yeah so like for me my power (laughs) didn't didn't tap in until I realized that I had any and I was this was probably like six-ish years ago and I was just coming into feeling, you know, good about me and just my body and my life and who I am and, and trying to accept myself. I had just gotten out of a huge, terrible relationship. So it was like, what's wrong here? And and I found it. I found my own power. And it started with me not giving a shit about what anybody thought. Yeah. But it is really, and everybody says that, as especially if you get older. Like, I'm also 30 or 32. And, you know, you're a little bit younger than me. So there's always like, oh, when you get turned 30, you just stop giving a fuck. It's true. So it does, it has helped me a lot. And I feel way more whole than I've ever felt. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I allowed myself, I mean, I'm glad I went through the things I went through. It sucked, but it's helped me become just the best version of myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I can't. I can't be upset about that. The other day I wore this bright orange dress and I thought to myself while I was putting it on, I was like, I am being a terrible fat girl. This dress is like not something that's super duper flattering. Like there was like, you could see my belly a little bit. It was like a body, not a body con, but it was like a maxi dress. And it was just, you know, bright ass orange and loud. You know, my hair is all colored. I love it. I know. (laughs) I love it too. But I was thinking at the time, I was like, you know, my mom would just, 
and, and what I was wearing. Because like, you're taking up space. Yes, and loudly. And loudly. And brightly. How dare you? Exactly. And I was like, man, I've come so far. Like, yeah. from, I used to just wear sweatpants, sweatshirts, all blacks, like, whatever I could to cover my body. The smile I would have, like, walking down the street in shorts, like, it was a revolutionary thing. Like, it was yeah. the best <laughs> thing that I could ever do, and it right. made me so happy Isn't just it? wearing shorts. So the other, I mean, it's another thing to think that, like, there's all these different, all this change, all this revolution for change in this country happening. Mm-hmm. And I, the part of me is, like, existing has always been a rebellion for me. Mm-hmm. Existing and not falling prey to, like, hating myself has been a rebellion. Your loving yourself is an act of, yeah. like, radical yeah. change. And it's been, it's been a fantastic journey so far. But I... It's been a lot, though. I feel like a lot of men, though they have their own kind of journey, I'm sure. It's just so, it's just not so, so, like, deeply rooted in how other people see you. I feel like that's such a, like, a woman thing. Like, how do people... Performing masculinity is just a whole different It's just different. Yeah. Yeah. It's just all different. And I just... Because so much of femininity, so much of feminine performance is... Or accessibility, like, to other people. Right, true. And it's just, I, men are different. Yeah. Men are not asked... To be accessible, To really. be accessible in yeah. those ways. Um, and available in those ways all the time. Yeah. And it's like... That's that's just us. Yeah, we were um, we were talking earlier because we were listening to some Tovlo. <laughs> we were talking about being the cool girl. That was another thing. Um, Because, you know, fat and kink, um, I will say that, like, entering the kink world has made me feel like a hot-ass ticket, okay? (laughs) Like, these men love them, some fat chicks, okay? They go, like, when can I meet you? Yes, your body is fly, like... Joining fat life was, you know, important. Beyond. Do we know if they're single? Who knows? Are they fetishizing you? Probably. But at least it's the attention that... I guess feminine, other feminists have been getting. Sometimes you just need to be validated in your existence. And it is validation. And in a community that is supposed to, or, you know, for the most part does, celebrate non-normative things. Yeah. Like otherness and just looking different and being different. And it's helped. It's... Greatly. It's it's a place where fat people are welcomed. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. Um... And not just not just fat people, but I feel like it also gives you because people will accept alternative lifestyles and things like that. I feel like gender expression and all kinds of you know sexuality identities, like all kinds of things. They just there's just more acceptance there. When you're less attached to rules and strict, rigid beliefs about how you're supposed to act and be like, that's gonna it, it's gonna open you up to other shit. Yeah, so it is. I would agree that. It's a space for people that are open to non-normative things. And that includes, yeah. like, gender expression and sexuality. And, it, and we did, I feel like we spoke earlier about how it gives us the space to to be these different these different women that we weren't able to be growing up. Like, you said um, that you were able to be softer and, mm-hmm. and small and all these other things. And I was able to be more powerful. Like, my power was, I felt like, was stripped from me because I felt so intimidating and all these things. And coming into... Like, I tried to be soft and gentle because I was so intimidating. So coming into this kink world, 
where being soft and gentle when you're when it means being codependent and when it means being like betraying yourself is not respectable in this community at all. People encourage you to talk, speak up for yourself, make sure you're advocating for what you feel and what you like and what you don't like and what you can't do. All of that, you know, mm-hmm. is important. And then, you know, obviously putting yourself in a position to realize that the treatment you're getting is incorrect and you need to stop it or this is stuff you love and you want it to continue. All of that is so important. And I feel like that was the only place I felt comfortable to even express those things. Like I didn't even think about aftercare until somebody brought it up because I didn't consider needing to be cared for after having this super emotionally vulnerable sex. Mm -hmm. Like those kinds of things slipped my mind because I don't, I don't, like, at some point, I still don't see myself as, like... We have to learn how to, like, we have to learn how to ask for care. And ask for help. When we're not, when we're not taught that. Yeah. And it's, especially as it relates to kink, I think, learning how to ask for, that's just a, it teaches you how to ask for things. And it teaches you how to, like... Immediately, too assess your own needs and then communicate them to other people if you're you know kind of if you're doing it right yeah (laughs) um and that's gonna help you in in so many different ways that's gonna teach you how to like talk to people about like things that you're not usually comfortable talking about yeah it puts you like puts you in a position of agency kind of in a in a new way of this is me this is my body this is what i look like um, this is what I want you to do to me. Mm-hmm. This is what I would like you to call me. This is what I, how I would like you to talk to me. Yeah. Um, and if you don't talk to me, I'm not going to respond. <laughs> way different than showing up and, you know, to a date with a dude that I know nothing about. Yeah. know nothing about how he's going to... I don't feel as much agency in that situation as right. I do in a community of kingsters which is also another thing that's really strange about femininity and dating in general is like you're encouraged to keep your the most the i would say like you're crazy or like the things all of that talk that shit out on the first date but they encourage you to hide it to be manipulative i cannot right i do not know but like as a woman yeah they've taught like you're supposed to be let me hide myself i don't want to give any too much away let me push and chase and it's like kink is the opposite of that some people are like that or whatever and that's fine but most kink people in the community are like no what do you want to do how do you want me to touch you yeah what are the things you like i'm that way because of just my brain and my mental illness i can't not talk about every aspect of things but kink brought that to a new level of communication yeah that i was never at before and i absolutely credit that to kink yeah it's just like teaching me how to talk about stuff right and teaching me how to ask for things yeah i feel the same way like um i i have one experience where i was oh um, yeah the cool girl i was i had a a guy come over uh he was married at the time i was much younger guys don't judge me um but he was married at the time he did eventually get divorced and remarry and yes he cheated on her too anyway he would come over and he would fuck my mouth and then he would leave. We did that for a year and it was so hot. Like I'm telling you right now, it was great. That sounds It was great. Like it would have been a dream. The a first time life. that we actually had sex, it was terrible. It was great. Oh, oh, we he was the dude he okay, so he's the one who took my anal cherry. And he 
did it so well because he was very well versed in anal and he just knew everything and it was a very it was a great experience actually um yeah put that in like the top 10 sex experience of my life that's great yeah he would love to hear that he was top 10 i will never tell him um but um no it was good and then you know eventually i had to be very vocal about what was working for me and what wasn't but it definitely was a lot difficult it was way more difficult for me until i you know until i got into kink because I was just so, the validation was nice, but I was just so nervous that if I spoke up too much or said something, then he would get frustrated and leave. Yeah. And that was just kind of... That doesn't feel safe to me. Yeah. And it wasn't. And, yeah. and so when it became something I couldn't do anymore, yeah. then I was able to speak up for myself and and I, I was able to do that. But again, it was only because I was involved in kink and yeah. I was able to notice that this is something I didn't like and it didn't feel good. And Yeah. It was nice it's, to be able to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I need I need to feel safe. I need other people that relate to my need for this level That's, of That, like, give a shit yeah. about how comfortable you are. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like kink has definitely opened up that world to me. To at least meet men who... Well, people in general. But at least men that I can... I can be whoever the fuck I want to be. And whether or not they're involved usually they're fine with it like i could be like you know i'm actually not that into that and they'll be like oh okay you know then that's fine and you know i'll be like oh you're you're on your way and that's fine like okay and they just go about their way instead of like a guy that i was went on two dates with and i tell him that actually i i don't want to have anal on the second date conversations yeah the conversations (laughs) that i have with people that are outside the community and the conversations with people within it or that are slightly versed in it. So different. Astronomically different. Yeah. Um, not to say that there aren't wonderful people outside of it. I, I date, I date sure. a lot of them. But yeah. it's brought me tremendous difficulty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has not been <laughs> I easy. I have to do a lot of labor in bringing them into that and as it turns out I don't really have any interest in that yeah. I want to date people that are also gross yeah and into the things you're into yeah. well it's been super great to like be on this journey in general and I'm so glad that I met you but I would like to make an introduction I am now fertility goddess Nisi. oh wow um yeah uh who is she Listen, she's bored. She's a bored goddess, okay? She needs entertainment. She's, like, not here for, like, anybody who's got any kind of qualms with, like, offering gifts. Here's the thing is I love gifts, and I rarely get them. I give them all the time. And I feel like I get them from, like, some of my closest friends. But you know what? It's it's about time men start giving me gifts because I give five-star blowjobs, and they should work for those. I should be getting something for those. No question. And they're great. So I've been, I've honed my skills and you know, my attention and my affection, any of it. It's like, ah. I haven't seen you suck a dick. I'm just realizing that you've seen video. No, I mean like, Oh, in real life. Yeah. You've seen me and I I haven't seen you. That's true. We should do that sometime. I mean, we will. We absolutely are going to, but I have so many guys. I just got such a wave of like, Hot. FOMO, like, yeah. wow, I've really missed out. It's so much fun. I don't doubt it. <laughs> you have a oh, no. beautiful mouth. Some boy is going to be in so much trouble. Because <laughs> he's going to be like, 
he's gonna like come over and he's gonna be like, I'm here for my blowjob. And then you're gonna be like, just sitting there. And he's gonna be like, who is this? And she's here to watch. She's here too. <laughs> she's here to study and that's it. <laughs> and if you wanna jump Honestly, in. I bet he could teach me some things. Maybe. Because everybody sucks dick differently. They do. And I don't doubt for a second that you're, that you have some specific wisdom that you could offer me. Can I tell you a thing? Okay, so please. I was hooking up with this friend that I am no longer hooking up with. It was very amicable. However, one thing I was really proud of is, well, of course he loved my blowjobs. And of course he would, like, freak the fuck out. Like, he gave me, like, the best... That friend? Yeah. Okay. He gave me, like, the best, like, re- like the like the responses. Uh-huh. Like, I got, like, the moans. I got the dirty talk, which mm-hmm. were awesome. Like, one time he told me he was proud of me, and I was just like, oh, my God. <sighs> so, like, one thing I do, and that I was, just started. I mean, I... That satisfied oh, me was for so hot. Like, just, like, cocked down my throat his hand on my head and he was telling me that he I'm such a good girl and he was so proud of me and I was I just, just like <gasps> just like clenched better. like my whole body was like oh my god <laughs> um but one of the things I I learned I started doing was I I kept feeling like I could feel like his heartbeat through like mm-hmm. different parts of his body but I really like the feeling of a heartbeat in general so I would like slowly creep my hand up while I was like choking on him and, like, the really ex- exciting moves I would do, I would, like, put my hand on his heart to feel his heartbeat. Mm-hmm. It was great. That's he loved hot. that shit. Wow. <laughs> he wouldn't say it, but you could tell with, like, all the I movements. I can never... Yeah. It was so good. Can't wait to do that again. I'm usually focused <laughs> on trying not to suffocate. Oh. Die. Oh, yeah. I'm really good at breathing through my nose. <sighs> I'm really bad at it. And, like... But the thing <laughs> is, I also... I just also really love... Sucking dick. Like, I just love it. Yeah, and I, if I'm doing it the way I want to do it, I'm going to be struggling to breathe, is Dang. what I'm saying. <laughs> There's got to be a way. we got to figure it I out. I mean, that's my way. Is It's, 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 it's a struggle. It's just a struggle. And it's a, it turns in, that's part of it. <laughs> well, that's fun. Okay, well, as long as it's part of it. As long as everybody's having yeah, a good time. I mean, it's, I think, I think messiness is hot so i have shared a dick with one of my friends like one of a best another best friend of mine and it it was so much fun like we were just like both like oh my god you do this and you do this oh my god this is so hot i want that experience we're gonna have it yeah like i want to like hold it for each other and be like you want to turn and i'll then we like meet at the tip for a kiss and then go back oh it was so cute yeah we have to do it it'd be so much fun your lips are so much bigger than mine yeah they are they're bigger than most people's lips and i didn't notice that until like life happened Mm -hmm. and i started kissing like uh, like lots of people Mm -hmm. and i was like oh so this is just my lips are just large and i didn't oh but i have made out with people with lips that are bigger than mine and yikes if that's how you guys feel when you kiss me i'm sorry it's awkward all i experience (laughs) when i kiss large-lipped people is like bliss oh i just get i get like chewy bliss they get but i don't have I'm not taking up a lot of space. It's true. So. Yeah. But like, I love your lip My partners shape. are able to have, like, large lips, and that doesn't really See, that's comfortable. Up. Like, two large-lipped people cannot I mean, function. I think that's fucking hot as well. Don't get me wrong. But it's so much. But it's I, just I, a I don't lot. Ex- I can't experience of, like, it, ricochet. So. Yeah, I wouldn't know. It's like when two big-titty people try to hug. problems. Like, oh, my God, when we hug. But, like, we're different heights. 
Like my tits I, are literally go above above yours. mine, and they rest. It's really cute, and that's adorable. But like somebody my like height Tetris, would just like a Tetris game of, cool. of curves and titties. <laughs> yeah, we're just yeah we are a Tetris game of titties and ass and titties. That should be one of our OnlyFans videos. Ass and titties. No Tetris. Ass and titties. Oh my god! <laughs> are you writing this down? We have so have many guys. Guys, there may be an OnlyFans account happening. <laughs> There's lots of different opportunities there. <laughs> there may be. Who knows? Anyway. Tetris. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. But guys, thank you for joining us in our conversation about fatness and femininity. I hope you had a good time. I mean, it's been difficult, right? But we're here. We're living it. I had one more thing I wanted to say. What I did forgot. you want to say? It's about competition. <gasps> Yes, let's yeah. do it. We've got, let's do it. And like, it's just the last little bit that I wanted to say, but yeah. it's like, it just popped in my head. But, um, being socialized as a fat girl next to other non-fat girls, um, I was, I was, it was always a competition about getting the attention of the people around us, specifically the boys around us. Um, very straight and gross, but, um, that was how femininity was presented to me was, was like, there was a version in front of me that was successful and that was appealing. And then there was a version that I was doing that was not successful and that was not appealing in mm -hmm. some way. And that competition, that sense of like otherness and differentness made me not only detest the men for treating me differently, but detest the other girls mm -hmm. and their successful femininity um, because I could not do that. Yeah. And that created a very... That created a, just a, a lot of just, like, internalized misogyny and internalized bullshit with other girls um, as being part of the problem. Yeah. Um, as, as being responsible for part of a large part of my bad treatment yeah. was from other girls. Um, yeah. and there's, there's just something to that. That's really depressing in the fact that, um, I didn't feel, I felt more, I felt more appreciated by men who wanted to fuck me than girls that were supposed to be my friends. Oh, I agree. I, I absolutely and felt that too. And what a and what a way to come up in the world, mm -hmm. because now I'm unlearning that. I'm unlearning the seeking out men's approval constantly, and I'm relearning the fact that actually other femmes are are who I can trust. Yes. And like, that is not what I was taught at all. And yeah. that is some hard shit to unlearn. It is. And that bleeds into every aspect of how I move through relationships, um, how I trust people, how I instantly judge people you know as much as I try not to like that affects how I'm doing these things and what a fucking shame that because my femininity was different than theirs that I was that I was punished for it and felt that I couldn't then you know rely on other girls to be there for me yeah um, and I'm having to relearn that you know through yeah. the fucking wonderfulness of like fat friendship and yeah. wonderful other fat ladies but i am i can definitely absolutely relate except for me i feel like that 
was a part of it that happened. And then there was the op the actual opposite, which is something I, I feel like I experienced a little bit more recently where because I was a complete different version of this, a different, like completely different from this person, both in size and all these things I had to offer. And that other woman was super insecure about it. Like, because I was big and had those things and this other person was super insecure about it and made me out to be some type of villain because of it. It was like, either, like, either way I'm a threat. Either I'm, like, the opposite of a threat and just completely disregarded by these women. Or I am a complete threat because of how different I am. And that has always been... And I'm, I feel like a lot of that ha also has more to do with a little bit more with race than it has to do with my size. Absolutely. But it's it's one of those things, too, where it's like, as a fat girl, sometimes you just can't fucking win. Like, yeah. Like, even the women... Like, luckily, the women in my life right now I've befriended are real, like, honest-to-good people who are my friends, who love me, and they would never have... Like, you guys would never have these kinds of conversations with me, but, like... There are some women out there who, just because they're insecure, it doesn't matter what the other woman is doing, they're going to be insecure about it. It's yeah. just... And so I feel like I figured... I felt, like, a lot of that. And probably when I was younger, I was dealing with a lot of that, and I didn't realize it. Because I just thought, well, these women just hate me because I don't look like my mom. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't look thin, tall, pretty. Mm -hmm. I'm not wearing the new clothes. You know, just all of that. And it was just... Yeah. Definitely so something. classist. Very classist. We can also talk about that. That's another thing. Yeah. It's like femininity as a performance is classist if you need to be able to afford the clothes, the nails, and the hair. Yeah. And all the makeup. Like, if you can't afford that and you can't perform femininity in those ways, you're not, you're going to be punished for it. I mean, that goes right into the fact that fat girls' clothes are so much more expensive than regular like my bras like oh, by the way for the first time in my life i'm wearing a strapless bra okay which used to be fucking 85 dollars and i happened to get on sale but like you know that's a huge part of it is that like for a really long time jeans my size were like 80 bucks a pair nobody was gonna take me to go buy jeans my size no one and bras and panties everything was at least 15 to 30 dollars more than it was for straight sizes. Mm -hmm. And what's the, like, how am I supposed to do that as a poor person? Mm -hmm. How is that supposed to be, you know, and I, I mentioned having to work at the Home Depot and stuff, you know, and having to wear certain clothes. They, like, encouraged me to go shop and spend all this money on mm -hmm. specific clothing to look a certain way. And it was just the life of being a fat girl. Like, as if I could have, I could spend $200 on pants and a top. Like, you know? So, yeah, just it's been a journey, but we are surviving it every fucking day. Just learning more about ourselves, growing and becoming more beautiful mm -hmm. every day. That's it. I'm into that. I'm into that, too. Well, guys, thank you for following along and hanging out with us. We are logging off, but we've had a lovely time. Me. Of course. Thank you for coming. I love you. I love you. Bye, Aww. everyone. <laughs> We're going to make out now. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Big Black Girl Small Kink World. I'm back again with my best friend Lou.